time for Spooky, the Spooky Podcast. Chris L. Dillon and Shane K. Whitty. Winter has descended upon the Spooky World Headquarters. It is a bit chilly. It's a little chilly. We're a little bit. Up. We are bundled up as we record this brand new episode of Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. My name is Chris L. Dillon. And I am Shane K. Whitty. And we are back again for this episode. Uh, I got some spooky, a little bit of spooky. You got some spooky? I got some mystery, some mysterious spooky. What? For later. But until then, how was your week, sir? Well, I went and did this thing where you um, exchange... Rings? Mm, yeah, I saw that. Um, and you say I do, and you got paperwork and stuff, and yep. you have to go file that at City Hall, which has been done, and then the missus, notice I said missus, not the future missus. Yep, we've dropped a Um, now. like, changed her name on Facebook, so... It was kind of weird at first, seeing, you know, her posting things with my last name. (laughs) A little weird. (laughs) A little weird. I was like, who the fuck is this? Oh, 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 shit. (laughs) My bad. We did the thing. My bad. (laughs) Funny story. Funny story. One of her besties was like, is that his sister? <laughs> she has the same name as you? That's funny. No, no that, that was kind of, kind of funny. No. So, I got married. Yeah, you did. And somebody here did the marrying. Who was that? Oh, oh, that, that was, was you. I did that. Yeah, yeah, no, you totally did that. I did. And you got some uh, famous soup. Which was the payment mm-hmm. for officiating yes. <laughs> your nuptials. I was like, you can bring that soup. Mm-hmm. All right, we can do this. <laughs> <laughs> I will go ahead and pencil you in for Saturday. <laughs> if you bring like, that what? soup. Yeah, no, I'll totally, I'll totally, uh, you know. Sign off on this. There's soup. Shane made soup. What? <laughs> yeah, I guess it was a little more like that. Like, well, yes, of course, I'll officiate your wedding. And there's soup. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> so yeah, so, it's pretty well, good. You know, before we get into anything else, did you enjoy the soup? I really enjoyed that soup. I sat there like an outcast. Everybody else is all talking and having a good time. And I was like in the opposite corner, just tucked into a bowl of soup. Oh, my work's done for the day. They're married. Now everybody shut up and let me eat soup. It was good, man. I was sitting at that bench and I was just, like I said, I was tucked in there. I was taking other food. And dunking it in the soup. 
you were dunking soup in the soup? No, it was because you had you had the sandwiches too. So oh, so I was like taking right, those sandwiches yeah. and I was like dunking it in the soup in the sandwich <laughs> with my right hand and then my left hand had the spoon, which you know with the soup in it, you know, kind of out of the bowl to let you know just naturally cool uh-huh. down a little bit as I'm eating the, the soggy sandwich. Oh, no. I was in pure heaven. All right. Well, good. I'm glad you enjoyed the soup. Yep. My my my, my, chi- my child is somewhere in the woods. Um, I know he's around here somewhere. <laughs> You're right. With other children. he's he's running off. He's with other kids. He's with the other kids. Don't I worry think, about it. I think I hear him. No. What was hilarious <laughs> is when he like just decided to jump up and come into the congregation <laughs> yeah. but he lined up with, on the wrong with side the brides. Yeah, yeah he lined up with the brides and, uh, the bridesmaids yeah well, uh, it, it, no it was hilarious <laughs> to me i was like this is exactly shut up you cried at the wedding i didn't cry <laughs> but no it was it was beautiful yeah it was. uh he <laughs> he was like I ain't gonna sit on this bench. So I'm a part of this now. Oh uh, no, I'm part of this. Well, and he wanted and he, to, is. he wanted to hang with his friend too. Oh uh, yeah, and she was on that side. So yeah, <laughs> uh, I'm he's still worried. His, I'm he's still worried if he's friend. like, "Hey, girl, what's up?" Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> no, Just just so you know. Uh uh-uh. uh. No, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I don't think that's the thing. <laughs> no, but no, I I love the fact that. Uh, that your son, you know, showed that streak of individualism. <laughs> it was like, oh, fuck this. I ain't sitting on the bench. But... So if there's one thing that I am abundant with that he got none of, I kept it selfishly, is shyness. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm going to go ahead and keep all that. Maybe should have given him a little bit. But, oh no, no he's got no, none of it. No, he's a beautiful boy. No, thank you. And I don't mean that in like a creepy ice cream man way or anything. No, that's fine. No, I, no. I, I didn't take it he's, any weird like Kevin Spacey way. Oh, okay. Oh, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I definitely don't want to be putting that uh, a box. No. Um, your boy is freaking awesome. Well, thank you. And he's, you know, oh, well, you know, if you really weigh it, he's kind of like us. He's a sarcastic little shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, which I have to temper around my other kids, but like when it if it's just me, you, and your boy, I don't need to do core exercises at all because he just starts going off, you know. But well, he he always starts off so dry. So at first, you never know. That he's goofing. You're like, wait, you said what? Because <laughs> it comes out very earnest. And then you think about it and you're all, that's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. 
So, yeah. Uh, if you remember a few years back when he was having some uh, health stuff. And uh, um, the listeners, you probably you might remember because we had to miss a week. But uh, <laughs> we're in the... Uh, we're in the doctor's office, and he just starts uh, giggling about the, um, you know, that poster that every doctor's office has, where it's like, rate your pain, and it has, you know, it's like, tell us where your pain's at, and it's like, you know, on a scale from one to ten, and then always help. pick ten, always pick ten. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, but then that's where you get the good stuff <laughs> for like for like kids or like people who can't read or whatever. Like they also have like the pictures of the faces. yeah the, the little faces yeah. So they're like just yeah. point to the face. You know, if you don't want to say them, give me a number. And the doctor walked in at one point. And he's like, uh, <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, where, where would you rate your pain? <laughs> who had been giggling about it before? He goes straight faced. He goes. I'm in a moderate amount of pain. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and I immediately just started laughing. I was like, I want to crawl under the bed. But the do- and the doctor's looking at him, and he's like, so he doesn't know. <laughs> he's like, maybe this is how this kid talks. <laughs> he's like, okay. <laughs> and, then, and then Finn finally broke. No, the way your boy, your boy talks, and the way he can bounce from... Like, I don't want to scare you, but I'm pretty sure that your boy is a sociopath. He's like, what's the situation? (laughs) All right. Sweet. Okay. All right. Got it. (laughs) He... He's an adorable boy. <laughs> no, I might, but, I might go with you on that. I remember once. I remember once when he was. I think he was about three or four years old. I guess he would have been four. And um, I, uh, uh, he, he had come with. You know, I had taken him with. Uh, it, we had gone to hang out at a park uh, with a lady friend of mine. And uh, so we go to the park, and he goes just scampering off, and. Uh, my friend and I were just having a conversation. Uh, he comes walking back a few minutes later, and he's got popsicles. He's eating a piece of cake. He's got, like, two water bottles tucked under his arm. Right? And he's like, hey, what's going on? Or I was like, four. He's like, four. <laughs> and he's like, hey. I'm like, where did you get this shit? What? And then I realized what had happened was on the other side of the park, there was a whole bunch of kids. There, there was a there was a birthday party happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so when he went to go play. He saw the birthday party on the other side of the park, and so he just sauntered over there, just rocked up to the birthday party, and then just got himself what he yeah. wanted. No, so he he spoke to some people. He had conversations uh-huh. with parents, and just a whole while eating all their food. <laughs> and then he's like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna go ahead and take this stuff." Uh, <laughs> Thanks for uh, <laughs> the hospitality, but my dad's over there, so I'm, I'll see y'all later. Yeah, he left. I, he just left. When I say sociopath, I don't mean that in like the native context. <laughs> yeah. I'm like he's just like he is fluid. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, so the funny part is, so this parent comes rocking up like a little bit later, right? And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh fuck. Yeah. What did he do? Right. What did he do? Well, no, because he he was back. He was playing. He was playing in my vicinity, 
you know, he just he showed up with all his food. He sat there and ate his food, and then he went and he played on like the the nearby jungle gym by himself. And then a few <laughs> minutes later, one of the parents from the birthday party comes walking up. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. I'm gonna be like, oh, let's do it. oh, I'm getting it now. Yeah, shit, <laughs> shit. And uh, so you know, they walk up and they're like, are, are you uh, uh, are you his dad? I'm like, I, yeah, I am. And they're like, oh, okay, well, we just wanted to make sure because we had, uh, he, had, he had gotten a bunch of food and he had come back and we just wanted to make sure that was okay with you. No. And I'm like, no. Well, you know, and I joke with him a little bit. I'm like, oh, well, I mean, did you, you didn't put any rat poison in it, did you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, ha ha, no, of course, you know. And I'm like, no, that's fine. Well, I appreciate that, this sort of thing. You know, we end up having a nice, you know, we talk a little bit, have a nice conversation. They go back. <laughs> it's just the fact. That he managed to charm his way in, mm-hmm. get that food, then charm his way out to where they're not even mad that some just little kid just crashed their party and ate half their food. <laughs> they're not mad about it. They come over and make sure that it was okay with me. So, yeah. No. Your boy is a beautiful boy, and he is charming as hell, and I, I can't blame him for, you know, I'm like, what? Sandwiches, sweet. <laughs> they just have it sitting on a table over here. No, you, <laughs> well, I it. I uh, you totally have a beautiful boy in that <laughs> regard. <laughs> he he is a good he's a good boy. Why? Well, thank you. I appreciate and, it. I think so. Uh, but yeah, but uh, him and I both had a real good time at your wedding. Well, so. uh, yeah. So and, you know, yeah. was a, and, and I mean, there was. It's not like it's not like now, like right now, where it's, you know, like parts of us are probably freezing off. But it had. There was a chill. <laughs> there was a chill in the air. You know, we're in the mountain. It's, Small one. It's December. So there was a slight chill or whatever. But I did walk away, just soup warm <laughs> and happy. So hey, you know, that, that's and you walk what away married. And I walked away murdered. Yeah, good day all around. Eat the soup later. But <laughs> how did you like the soup? <laughs> no, I thought it came out okay. Y'all made the motherfucker. One of the hardest things for me is when I make food. I kind of have to make food bland. So everybody can enjoy it, and then, you know, I got my bottles of, you know, I got my bottles to spice and things up. Yep. You got your hot sales. Yeah. You got got your spices, your herbs and spices. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I got my tapatio. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got my chill little, little, little. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're a good family man, which you are. Um, <laughs> you know, you gotta make you gotta make some sacrifices. You gotta make some. Uh, I do. You know, I make everything bland for everybody else. Yeah. You know, I cook it Baptist style, because um, Baptists don't know yeah. spices. Um, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Um, um, no, it's it's true. And it's like the sacrifice I believe I made was because for the past 10 years, 
uh, I'd have to say that 99% of the meals that I've eaten in the past 10 years have been cold and over the sink. <laughs> so, you know. How <laughs> are you eating the leftovers of the kit? Yep. You'd be like, you didn't finish macaroni and cheese. All right. All right. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, now, I've got this. I've got this really weird thing about, like, I don't know. Maybe I saw it on like a Viking TV show, or I don't know. It's just this weird thing where I'm like, well, the boy eats first. He eats what he wants, and then I eat whatever's left, <laughs> or some shit. I don't know. No, I totally, no, I totally relate because <laughs> I do the same thing. Then I'm like, okay, is the family fed? All right. Cool. All right. So, because, you know, I do the the majority of the cooking, but that's the thing, is that I can't eat with everybody else, which is, you know, it's it's kind of a bummer for me that I can't eat when everybody else is eating because, look, <laughs> I'm like, look, fuckers. <laughs> I've just been cooking all day. I can't eat right now. All right. But then, when, but then when I do get to eat, I'm like, okay. So I placated all of your. Um, oh God, it's too spicy. There's. Too much pepper. Uh, there's too yeah. much chili. But after they ate, I don't give a shit. Yeah. I'm scooping up this bland whatever. Mm-hmm. And I am putting spices all over that bad. Yep. That's what you gotta do. And then I eat it. And then I go to sleep. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, food coma out. Yep. It's a life, man. It's good. Mm. It is. But you married me. I did. You did. And what else did you do? Like on Saturday, on that day, what did I do? Um, what did it, I do? What else? Oh my God! What did I do? <laughs> you, you ordained somebody. Oh yeah, yeah. So I made you like me. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, that's right. Now we're both we're both ordained ministers. We are both men of the cloth. <laughs> Which, you know. You listeners, you're probably like, wait, what? <laughs> well, no, the funny thing is, is that um, somebody asked me to get ordained so I could, you know. So you could do the same. You could I do, could do you the could same. You Sumerian for them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I actually, so I've been ordained for uh, a while. I got ordained when I was 16 years old. Um, and I did it actually to make a friend of mine mad. 
It had nothing to do with religion or any of that other stuff. I played in a band. Oh, I played in a band when I was younger. When uh, I was sixteen, I was a high school one of those guys. And in a uh, another local band who we used to play with a lot, we had a friendly rivalry with. There was a, a guy who went by the name Rev. And uh, my understanding of it was is that he had actually uh, changed his name. Like legally, his name became Rev. And it was because and it was all around the fact that he had gotten, um, you know, he had gotten ordained at some point, um, but he wasn't religious at all or anything. So it was it was just his, like his persona for playing in the band. So uh, <laughs> and he was kind of the guy was kind of a tool. To be honest with you, I like the guy. We're we were buddies. Uh, I haven't seen him in a long time, <laughs> but. Um, but he got <laughs> the guy was kind of a dick. So <laughs> we all have those friends, right? So just to kind of antagonize him, is so I was like, "Oh, you can just go and get her name." I'm like, well, I'm going to do that. So I went and I did it, just so you know, like because he liked to sort of trot it out in conversations. So that, you know, because people are like, "Oh, your name's Rev. Like, what's what's that about?" And he's like, "Yo, well, I'm an ordained minister." You know, blah, 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 but I'm not religious. And you know, it became, it was, it was a point of conversation for him to be kind of a pretentious dick. So, in my mind. <laughs> what do you. What are your honest feelings about this? Just. <laughs> I mean, it's true. You know, he'd probably say these. He'd probably admit it himself. <laughs> he had no shame about it. Um, you know, it's just. He would be like, yeah, I used to talk to girls. You know, fine, fair enough. But I just wanted to antagonize him. Friendly, you know, antagonism. So I went and I got ordained myself at 16 years old. Just so I could, when standing in a conversation with him, and he starts trotting that shit out, I'll trot it out too. (laughs) You're not quite a special motherfucker. (laughs) And uh, yeah, okay, maybe I I did it once or twice, and that was enough for me. But what happened was is that, so... uh, me also playing a band, people found out about it, and it, and then it became a thing, like something I didn't even expect, because people started calling me the Rev. So, Ooh. yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay, so I'm I'm gonna cut you, cut you off here. Okay. So it's kind of like Scornball, okay. which I know you don't like Scornball. This is the oblong scorn well, ball. Okay, but well, let me let me just clarify one thing because this is something that comes up. I think every podcast. It's not that I don't like score ball of whatever 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 sort. It's not that I don't like it. It's that I just don't care about it. <laughs> no, like you, it's it's not like I see it and I'm like it's not I'm not like a vampire about it. Like I don't want, don't show me that. No, like, it's fine. If it's on, people talk about it, that's all fine or whatever. I just, like, li- for whatever reason, once the subject kind of comes up, my brain turns off. I cannot I cannot retain scoreball information in my brain for longer than two seconds. Well, I know. So, I'm, I'm going to give you <laughs> just clarify. your two seconds okay. here. All right. So, people like, uh, you know, the... When, when it comes to, you know, college football, mm-hmm. and even when the ones that get to 
make the jump from college football to professional football. Okay. Anytime they're from Ohio State, they'll be like, hey, um, Chumpy McGiggins from the Ohio State University. So, you are in, in, yeah, so when, when it comes, when it comes to Ohio State University, they always put the, so you, sir, are the. Yeah, well, Reverend. Yeah, well, because I mean, because the distinction was made, obviously, because now there's two guys being called Rev. But the whole thing was, so he had legally changed his name to Rev. So that was what? just his first name, right? But I hadn't legally changed my name. I still go by Chris. So he's just Rev because that's his name. But I'm the Rev because I'm an ordained minister. So. Just inadvertently, it wasn't my plan, but I just stole that shit from him. <laughs> when I <laughs> like that wasn't my, I just wanted to antagonize him once or twice at you know, a party, and well, then it turned into me just like stealing his fucking identity. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, today, when I start up the car, the mom mobile, mm-hmm. the suburban. Uh, you know, <laughs> the total suburban grocery getter SUV. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to give it a couple of extra revs just for you. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. No, no, no. So, so what I'm saying, so we're at this point where I've now basically stolen his identity. And what do I do at 16 years old? Do I go... Oh man, I was just making a joke. So I'm gonna try and get rid of this rev stuff. No, that's not what I did. <laughs> I was like, let's take this fucking further. What? Sixteen? It's sixteen years old. At sixteen? I'm, I'm totally entertained. You by weren't the fact. like all oh, let me calm down a little bit. I'm sixteen. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm totally entertained by the fact Don't that I'm totally. antagonizing the fuck out of this dude, and he's getting kind of ir- he's starting to get what? irritated. Which is a, and this is a guy that I like and I consider a friend, by the way. <laughs> so I go down to the local Christian supply shop, which, yeah, that exists, and I went and I bought myself a fistful of uh, priest collars. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> because, like I said, we both played in bands, and we and our bands tended to play together. I we'd open mm-hmm. for them; they'd open for us. It was kind of a back. We, I mean, we saw each other damn near once a week, um, you know, if not more. <laughs> so I start showing up at our gigs with because I've got you know I've got a, a black button up shirt, so I put that on, throw a priest collar on, and so I play the shows as the Rev. <laughs> because I knew that the band that he played in, they did what they did that thing that some bands do, where they're like, they, you know, they play like a quarter or half of their set, and then they and then they go into their little. Everybody's kind of playing a little jam, and then they get you know, and the, the singer is like, "Thank y'all for coming out tonight. We're this band. On drums, we got this guy, and he's like, you know, and like." <laughs> And so they would get to that. It was like, oh, and then on keys is Rev. And he goes and he does his little keyboard solo. 
and then either before or after I come on stage with a breeze collar, and then we started doing a. Well, everybody, go! I'm so glad you came out tonight. You know, just real. Uh, you know. <laughs> Uh, kind of over the top about it. Like, you guys are so great to come out tonight. We got on the guitar, the Rev. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that lasted about six months. Where we, were, we just thought that was the funniest shit, and we're probably like driving this guy to near suicide. But uh, <laughs> love you, Rev. If for whatever reason I haven't I haven't seen you in damn near twenty years, <laughs> for, for whatever reason you're hearing this. Sorry, Rev. (laughs) But so I, you know, later as I got a little older, I decided I wanted to, you know, use this thing for good. I mean, make it be a little more than just a joke on a friend and a a card in my wallet. So um, I I, I just I made it a point to actually use it. And um, so in the intervening years, I I just you know people were I mean you know I don't advertise it or any of that sort of thing, but. If if it comes up, I'm like, yeah, I I, I will do marriages, and I only do marriages for uh, uh, non-religious uh, people, and now because it's legal, uh, gay people. Uh, like you can you you can find a judge or or another priest if you want something else, but it, if if that's what you want, I can do that for you. So that's why I do. No, I am uh, I am super super humbled by you performing my marriage ceremony I know you know um, it was kind of awkward it was kind of weird but you know well it's first it's the first time I've ever done it where I didn't I didn't write anything beforehand um, no you went off the cuff and it was beautiful and you know we were all covered in flannel and jeans, mm-hmm. and you know we had horseshoes and volleyball and soup, a soup, a big old thing of soup, big old thing of soup. <laughs> <laughs> that was good, man. No, well, thank you. I was, I was, I was, I was totally. Uh, I mean, I've told you this in in in, in complete sincerity. I. Uh, completely honored that you asked me and out of all the weddings i've done it's not like i've done like hundreds of them but i've done a few weddings in my life and um to be quite honest with you this is the only one i've ever cared about so uh that's my favorite that i've ever done i was absolutely honored that you asked me i i am absolutely honored that you performed it in case you couldn't tell, the spooksters, we kind of like whatever, each other. Whatever, whatever, no, like whatever. Each other. And I'm just trying to be nice right now. You like of each that other. Woman, that woman that took him away What, from I me. don't, I don't know. <laughs> because deep down in my heart, I'm upset that that woman took him away from me. <laughs> you know what? You have to have a little bit of sensitivity right now. Because there's so many times where I'm talking to my woman and I think it's you. And then when I'm talking to my, to you, I think it's my woman. I just had this pencil picture of you accidentally calling her Chris. And, and that just tickled me all the way through. No, I'm just saying. I am just, I'm just saying. Is that, uh, you know, what? Well, we're not doing this. And I'm actually talking to her. I'm like, oh. 
Imagine me. Be a little empathetic right now. Okay. Or sympathetic or okay. whatever pathetic. Right. Is that I'll be like Didn't I just have this conversation with Chris? Or didn't I just have this conversation with Amber? (laughs) I don't know. You know, there may be a weekend getaway where things get crazy, but not. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> in all seriousness, well, no, no, it's. <laughs> I'm not really mad about the woman who took him away. That's not. That's not. If you're hearing this, <laughs> don't take. Please don't. Please don't ever. <coughs> Put put any sincerity <laughs> on anything I say on this podcast. <laughs> uh, thing is, she's like, <laughs> in all seriousness, Jesus is saved. <laughs> oh shit! I'm done. I'm done. Uh, <laughs> moving, along. moving along. So, um, as usual, as I do. Every week, you guys know this by now, I watch a whole shitload of junk in the, every week. So, I'm going to talk a little bit about some of that. Um, there's a new Brian Regan special on Netflix. Who? Um, so, if you don't know who Brian Regan is, he is probably the, uh, the best, most skillful comedian alive today. Other, ever... I've never, I have never heard another comedian say a bad word about Brian Regan. That guy is funny. Like, just, I mean, just simply that. He's probably the funniest human on earth. And so, if you've never seen a Brian Regan, or if you know Fuck Brian that. Regan is... Fuck that! I'm the funniest motherfucker on earth! <laughs> oh. <clears throat> I'm sorry. Alright, well, you know, we'll find that out when you get your Netflix puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> But, damn, that guy's funny. And, uh, yeah, he's got a new special, and he does not disappoint. Shit is real funny. <laughs> he's got this He's got this way of, um, like, it, it. honestly, it doesn't matter what he's talking about. He will make that funny. And I remember reading a thing that uh, Patton Oswalt actually wrote about him a few years back. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And he, he kind of touches on that. He says... He's like, he, Brian Regan has the ability to take a subject that every other comedian has mined to death since the beginning of comedy. He, will, he could take a subject that is so cliche, so worn out, and he will somehow find something funny about it. He could do an entire bit in two, uh, 2017 about airline food, and it would be hilarious. So he's like Seth MacFarlane, where he takes a joke, beats it to death, to no, where no, it's no. not funny anymore. No, no, but no, then no, no, no. Makes his, it funny again. No, no, no. His skill is he will find something funny about it that no one has ever thought of before. 
there just this comedy that no one knew was there, and he'll find it. Are you throwing the gauntlet down? No. <laughs> I didn't even Are throw you? the gauntlet down. Patton Oswalt threw the gauntlet down a few years back when he wrote about him. All right. Yeah, you know, they consider you. they consider him the comedian's comedian. You know, he's the guy that can make every any any and every comedian laugh hysterically. Okay. So, nothing but praise for Brian Regan. Anyway, you're um, you're chomping at the bit. Say something. Oh God. Oh yeah. Well, so the orange Cheeto. Yeah. Has officially declared that. Jerusalem is the capital of Israel. Right. Because, which can only, which you can... know, when somebody is so, so smart, has the smartest people, and, you know, now I, you know what, I'm just going to say it. Fuck, fuck DJT. But, yeah, no, he just came out with that. I'm just like, oh, oh my God. Yep. All but right. It, it leads me to only conclude that if, if for some unforeseen thing, like he actually puts any sort of thought into any of this bullshit, I just picture him probably just sitting on the can being like, hey, wow, California's on fire. You know what would be better? The rest of the world also being on fire. <laughs> Call a press conference. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm not trying to get overly fucking political, but yeah, fucking a. Yeah. Is, yeah. So. Like. Yeah. At this point, it's you like, know, after I'm not rich by any means. <laughs> I work a shit job, but I did the time. I chewed the dirt. I've been all over this part of the world, and they're all, and he's all, Steve Bannon said it'd be good. That's great. I'm going to make Alex Jones happy. Blah, blah, blah. Hashtag, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's crazy. So, you know, thanks for joining us on what might be the last spooky podcast. No, it's not going to be the last one. <laughs> it just, I mean, let let yeah. us get our stuff out, people. Let us get our no, stuff like, out. It might be the last because who knows if the Earth is going to be? I don't know. Oh, a burning well, husk yeah, no, no. soon enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> fucking Kim Jong Uk, fucking we got. Tiny man with big hair and tiny hand man uh, with big hair, you know, they're like trying to duke it out. Yeah. And I mean, so, like, seriously, people, it, it, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. You voted for Trump? Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, no, fuck you. In I your have face. no problem with that being on this podcast. <laughs> fuck your so, face. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, he's a rebel. Blah blah blah. No, 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 no. He's he's <laughs> he he wants to be the instrument of our destruction. <laughs> yeah, well, you know that's how he goes down in history when there's nobody left for history 
to read history. Right. Yeah. And, then, and I'm just going to say this, like, and this is probably going to be end up on the, um, <laughs> on the, page, yeah. the patron side. Oh, Chris is going to have such a struggle with editing. <laughs> I'm so yeah. glad I'm not the technical one. No, it's just, um, I, I'm, I'm actually even almost at a point where I'm like, I'm almost okay with this tax bill passing because I, I I really do believe that the only reason that the Republicans haven't turned on Trump at this point is because they want to get their shit through. Well, so I'm almost yeah. I, I almost feel like, all right, you know what? Fucking pass your shit so that you could turn on this motherfucker and get him out of there. So then we could start moving back to some sense of normalcy. And then, yeah, okay, down the road we're going to have to fix all this shit that you guys did. But it's like <laughs> – I would rather have a little bit of time with these garbage policies than have the rest of his fucking presidency. No, <laughs> I'm, I, you know, I am totally on board with you on that. I'm like, here you go. You got the House. You got the Senate. Mm-hmm. You got the presidency. Yeah. Pass all the fucked up shit you want. Yeah, it's like let's just move this where, along. Please. Where where you wave a fucking flag in front of my face and be like, "It's the best thing for America," and then let everything sink in. Yeah. Well, it's just like there's, it's just there's a little bit of truth I think in that statement. It maybe it is the best thing for America, just so we can fucking <laughs> move this along. I don't look. Yeah, and you know, who, who wants go, who listening right now wants to wants three more years of this, or oh even no. possibly, or even no. possibly fucking seven at, more. I already I already looked at how you know this new tax bill is going to work out, and guess what? I work at a fucking gas station. Yeah. I make shit. For wages. Guess what? Hmm. Oh, my taxes are going up. And I'm at the bottom rung of the economy. And so, I'm like, are you fucking serious? But it's this whole drawn out thing. Of that, you know, if you give rich people tax breaks, all that money is going to trickle down to you. Here's the only thing that trickled to, trickles down. Is that if you were wearing boxers, not boxer briefs, boxers, and you go take a piss, no matter how much you shake it, it doesn't matter. Something's going to trickle down your leg. Yeah. Yeah. And. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's actually kind of funny to me that, uh, you know, even major news outlets just, you know, they're talking about this tax plan and they're like, they always preface it with like, and then they think that this is this trickle down thing, which has been proved long ago by many people to be bullshit. But this is what's happening. But I don't know. Like I said, we're just 
You know, I feel like at this point we just gotta fucking bite the bullet, let them do their bullshit, so then we can get him the fuck out of there, and then we can start fixing it. Well, I'm just hoping that the American public goes, wait, what? Democrats have never seized your guns. And they never will, and they're not even seriously talking about it. Of course, there's going to be some some people on some people on Facebook who are going to go. This is what should happen. But when we're talking about people who actually make policy, who you know, whether they're liberal, or conservative, it doesn't matter. They're not trying to take away your guns. They have no plans to try and take away your guns. They're never going to do it. It's not going to happen. They They're do bullshit things like saying, "Like, oh, you can't have over a thirty mag capacity." Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you spent. You That's spent a few, not a thing. Yeah. Well, oh, you were you were arrested for uh, domestic violence recently. Maybe, maybe. How about you don't have that gun? How about that? How about that? Oh, jeez. No. Oh. Mm. How dare what? they? <laughs> Anyway, yeah, I don't want to spend too much time on that on the political stuff. Like I said, it'll probably get cut out and put into the. Uh, oh yeah, no, so, yeah, <laughs> fill up five minutes no, of that. A big so, chunk of this is just, <laughs> it, just us venting and be like, "All right, <laughs> so you're totally gonna have to edit that, and put that elsewhere." Yeah, <laughs> but I think you know, I think people for the most part can glean where where we sit. <laughs> politically, <laughs> even without us outright saying it. What? <laughs> what? No. One thing no. I thought was kind of cool, um, I, I really appreciate, and I'm going to say right now, HBO, they're real fucking smart. They're smart guys. Uh, because they announced that uh, House oh, yeah. of Cards will continue yes. for one more season, and they're handing the reins entirely over to Robin Robin Wright. Robin Wright is amazing. Yeah. Okay. I'm actually kind of happy with Netflix that are like all, no, you know what we're going to do? Oh, yeah. Creepy, they, I said HBO, whatever. didn't I? I said HBO, didn't I? I meant Netflix. Netflix mm-hmm. are the smart guys. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> yeah, Netflix. I said HBO. Because Robin Wright is fucking badass. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. And yes, I am super, totally attracted, totally. Nothing wrong with that. However, for the guys out there that are like all, oh, with all these, uh, you know, accusations going around, and uh, that means I can't talk to a woman at a bar. No, you can still talk to a woman at a bar. I don't, you, I mean, you know me, I don't like to... I don't like to necessarily pass judgment on anybody um, unless it's like, you know, if someone's doing something real awful, malicious to someone else. But it's like, you know, these these guys that are having these, you know, their their own, you know, I would just call it like internal struggles with what's going on today. Yeah. It's, you know, I I don't think people in general, generally speaking have malicious intent about anything because what it really all it really boils down to is that every every person on this earth just wants to be happy and they want to be comfortable they want to love somebody and they want someone to love them it's just those like that's just a reality for anyone for the most mm-hmm. part and but if if you lack any sort of 
um, self-awareness, self-reflection, then I can see how someone can get into that sort of place mentally. Because you're not, you're blaming literally everybody but yourself. Totally. And you're not seeing, you know, what impact your words and your actions are having on someone else. No, you're too worried about your actions as opposed to, you know, applying listening to right. yeah. what somebody has gone through. Uh, you know, a real good friend of mine said uh, the other day, and I think it was real uh, poignant, is he was like, look, when you're talking about a pendulum swing, and that's what's, what we're dealing mm-hmm. with right now, is that the pendulum has to swing the other direction for a little bit before it meets in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? Yeah, it's, it, for, for a lot of people right now, um, you know, change, change is hard. And people don't like change. But it's necessary. And... You know, and some of it, like, if it feels like it sucks, well, yeah, it's going to feel like it sucks for a while. And then eventually things will level off. And we'll, you know, and we'll start fucking figuring out how to interact with each other each other again. Yep. You know what happened today? What happened today? Two men woke up this morning, mm-hmm. kissed each other. Mm-hmm. Told each other that I love you, right? And then one went to pee, and the other one went to make coffee. Yeah. How did that affect my life at all? It didn't. It didn't. It didn't. You know what I kind of realized just right now with your example? Like how how dope would it be to be in a situation? Where you could comfortably, you know, two dudes got to pee, share the ball. Totally. Cross streams. That sounds, you know, yeah. that sounds, uh, that sounds right in the world. But, you know, I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, it honestly does sound I mean, like, oh, that's sweet. No, I mean, and I'm not saying that, to flip, I'm not saying that in a, a sarcastic or flippant way at all. It actually does sound sweet. Yeah, no. <laughs> It's like, okay, Michael. My brain goes in weird places. Sometimes. You go pee. All right, Mike. You know, <laughs> you go make the coffee. Fucking, it's. You could it, install it, it, a urinal in your house. You totally could. I wonder if people do that. Some do. I know. I watch plenty of home <laughs> uh, home repair shows. Yeah, do they? They do that? That's awesome. I don't get the total, like, full-on urinal that goes all the way to the ground. Yeah. No. That's a dream, man. Says, when I get my, when I like, get my boat house, my houseboat, whichever yeah, we want to call it, I'm going to put a <laughs> urinal in that motherfucker. I'm just saying is that people <laughs> treat people like people. Right. And all I'm trying to say is, like, I think people, you know, everybody, everybody has something to contribute to society however they want to do it. And, yeah, I never thought about putting a urinal in my house. Well, now you do. Now I do. Now it's now, is it now the little is it the little one? I don't care. That hangs middle, or are you gonna go like elementary school, full on, all the way to the floor with some fancy tile around it? You know, maybe um, I have a <laughs> I have a, I have a friend um, who does quite a bit of traveling about the world, and. To be honest with you, I don't remember the situation or the conversation that caused this. 
I really don't remember the root of this, but we have this weird thing where he, especially in Europe, he has a tendency to take pictures of urinals and send them to me. Oh, have you been to Spain? You haven't been to Spain. I haven't, have I haven't been to Spain. Oh. I, I think I might have remarked on a urinal when uh, he and I were in, I think it was Germany or something. And because I don't, it's such a weird thing. Google it. If you haven't been outside of the, uh, uh, the United States, is that the ur- urinals in Europe are different than the ones we've got here. It's just such a weird thing. And I thought Germany was, I, see, I've never been to Northern Europe, but. From what I understand, it was like in Germany, it's like, ah, you just piss on a wall. No, I mean, not in my experience. Like, it's, they've, they've installed these almost like, there's this, this like style of urinal that I would, I would call like art deco. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of, they look like kind of like um, vases almost that sort of come out of the, either the wall or the ground. And they're, they're very like, they're not like angular like we have here. They're, they're very, they're very round. <laughs> a lot of round a lot of round edges and a lot of not like big shapes and you know it's they're different i'm just saying google it i can't really describe it very well and for so for whatever reason because maybe i remarked once about how the urinals are different he decided that i need to see every urinal in every country so everywhere he goes he sends me a urinal picture and i just realized now that i have far more interest in urinals than i ever thought i did what i'm learning things about myself on this episode um, I'm going to hold my tongue from the various ones I've seen. Spain, I'll keep it clean, <coughs> is, um, uh, because, uh, you'll go into a bar mm-hmm. and it's just simply a hole. Mm-hmm. And so, you know. You can pee in it. Yeah. You can poop in it. Yeah. You know, whatever. All right. I'm going to stay away from, like, other places in the world that I've been with my military travels (laughs) where you're like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, in Thailand, and you have to buy the toilet paper, and the toilet is, like, three and a half inches up from the ground <laughs> so your knees are by your ears hmm. or if you're out in the country that there are strange um hand streaks on the walls right yeah uh, but yeah no, it's just it's, it's one of those things we're like well we're so dignified blah 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 yeah. One one th- one thing I can say, I can actually I can give a little bit of uh, uh, toilet advice. <laughs> it's something I've discovered, I have learned in my in my travels, because travel is the best education. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've had I've had conversations with female friends of mine um, about like their significant others or or you know, like siblings and things like that. And a question that I, I I'm, I'm sure you've heard this question before because you're a man is, uh, why the fuck can't we manage to like get all the pee in the toilet? <laughs> this is, this is, this is a concern. This is a question oh, that is prevalent. It's totally intentional. <laughs> fuck you. That's why we can't get all the pee in right, the toilet. Right. No, now I'm not saying no, I no. can solve the problem. <laughs> But I can mitigate some circumstances here. 
because I've had some some of my female friends kind of flippantly go, like, what do I need to do? Paint a target in the toilet? Well, you know what? Actually, that would help you quite a bit. Because I, I remember, I don't remember what country it was in. It might have been um, Luxembourg, but I remember coming across a couple of toilets that literally had a target paint, painted in the urinal. Or like, well, there was one where there, there were like subtle, subtle things where it's like, like a, a like a small little painting of what looks like a bug or something. Yeah. Like in the toilet. And I know that that's on purpose because every time I've pissed in one of those things, you're I, I to, aim and at that drown, motherfucker. Yeah, I'm no. trying to wash it off. Oh, yeah. You're trying, <laughs> I'm trying to like, power I'm wash I'm trying it. to drown that roach. I'm trying to power Sucker. wash that shit out of there. <laughs> so I will focus my stream there. And that will help you if you do something like that. Put something in your toilet for us to fucking aim at. <laughs> <laughs> and we will consciously try. <laughs> we totally will. <laughs> there will be no pee on the side of the toilet yep. if you put a target yep. for of any kind. <laughs> I've had I've had tiny little internal struggles at toilets where there's like something there's something on the rim <laughs> of the toilet. Well, yeah, and it's like you're... I don't want to I don't want to go through all the labor of like. You know, even to the point of just reaching over and grabbing a little toilet paper and wiping it off or whatever it is, right? Or washing it. It's like, you know what? I could just probably pee that down. <laughs> yeah, no. You're like, oh, I'm a firefighter. I got my hose. It's true. I'm going to hose it down. It's so true. <laughs> so, so <laughs> there you go. Give you us go. a target to there's aim your, at. There's your advice. Eight. Man, any person on this planet can okay. can benefit from this advice. Just give us, give us something to pee at. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's not a conscious thing; it's totally a subconscious thing. But like, you, you could totally put your ex's face in the urinal. Absolutely. And we're going to be like, oh, oh, yeah. We will we will gladly try to concentrate our stream right into his mm-hmm. fucking eye. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. His or hers? Hers or hers? <laughs> more than ha- more than happy to do that. It's the least I can do. Yeah, <laughs> like, I can totally do that for you. <laughs> Cleanest bathrooms throughout the land. You're welcome. We've solved yeah. the problem. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it could be Bridget. It could be Brett. It doesn't matter. Yeah, just. Give us a target, yep, and give, give us we'll be like, oh, oh, shit. I didn't know this was a competition, but mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Here we go. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, you know, I've... <laughs> See, where, to, to where I, too, uh, <laughs> install a urinal anywhere, I would I would honestly go and try and find some urinal pucks. Because those those work fantastically. You no! never You never see, you never see, if you see a urinal with a urinal puck in it... The around that urinal is going to be the cleanest you've ever exactly, seen. Exactly, because, because every we, man is trying mm-hmm. to fucking bore a hole into exactly. that urinal puck. We are the ones that want to break the puck. Yep, yep. Like I just want to. I mean, so if, if you're opening a restaurant or you know some kind of public place, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Get some urinal Put pucks that, in there. No, it. Totally focuses us, and we're like, 
I'm going to be the one that breaks this. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, and even if I'm happening. not the one to break it, this one looks fairly fresh. As long as I could just, if, if I can make a dent. Yeah. If I can make a dent, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. No. No. That's, that's you, what's got to happen totally before you right. leave the bathroom. <laughs> you were totally right <laughs> on that. <laughs> You're like, no. Mm-mm. Yep. There's going to be some damage done here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and so my suggestion is is that the, so in your house because I mean I'm talking a lot about urinals, but in your house and even in a regular toilet, this is what you could do: get somehow like, I don't know what would work the best. Like, maybe a permanent marker would, right? Because isn't isn't porcelain porous? Yeah, well, yeah. So yeah. maybe even a permanent marker would work. Is that just find a spot, right? Let's I'd say let's just go maybe just kind of left of center, a little bit above the the water line, right? Just a little bit, not a whole lot. Maybe half an inch, and then put just a little fucking dot in the toilet. In the toilet. Oh no! And all the pee will hit that dot mm-hmm. in your house no, forever. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, we get super competitive about it. Oh, yeah. We won't. We we won't. But like Target, it. what? We won't mention it. We won't fucking. <laughs> we we won't call any sort of attention to it. It's just subconsciously we will go for that dot, and then by the time we've left the bathroom, it's completely left our minds. And depending on what our festivities were before we have to go um, take said pee, we're going to smash that head a little bit to make sure yeah. that it doesn't go shotgun Right. and we got laser, especially if there's a target. We're going to be like, mm-hmm. oh. Mm-hmm. There's a target. Hold on. Oh yeah, we're we're we're. All right, here we go. <laughs> we we are. It, you know, you may not you may not know this, but we we all are actually in full control of our own personal targeting systems. But we just don't think of it so <laughs> so instinctual. The whole thing is so it's 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 like breathing. So you just do it. But you give me something. But to you, at, yeah, you give boom. give something to aim at. Paint the target. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm honest. So, oh, you absolutely positively have to have this destroyed. I will get that done, no problem. <laughs> Fuck Jacob. I'm gonna nail this target. Who's Jacob? I don't know, but fuck him. That's just the name I put to it. <laughs> That's what fuels me today. Fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> Today's fuel is fuck Jacob. <laughs> so now that we've classed it up. <laughs> totally classed it up. What are you talking about? Because we got to remember. That's the Ritz Carlton right yeah. there. But we all, need to, we all need to come back to Earth and remember that this is spooky. The spooky, the spooky podcast. Spooky. <laughs> that spooky podcast. <laughs> give, give me a good spooky podcast and I'll cut all this bullshit out. <laughs> Let's try that again. This is spooky. The spooky podcast. Fuck yeah, it is. So let's talk about something spooky. <laughs> God damn right. Uh, I didn't even mean. I didn't even mean to. Uh, I talked about Germany a little bit, and I, I didn't even 
the recur to me. And we're gonna we're gonna move the spooky radar to Germany. Oh. Nineteen twenty two. March thirty first. March thirty first, in fact. Nineteen twenty two. To a little place that this is not the official name, but a place that has been dubbed Hinterkaifeck. Okay. Now Hinterkaifeck is it's basically it's like a farmstead. Okay. Small little farmstead. So uh, like a commune or Well, it's you know, it's just a uh, it, it's 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 a farm. It's basically. Farm. It's a family lives there uh, or lived there, uh there the Gruber family. The Grubers. Mhm. Okay. There were six mm-hmm. Grubers, I believe. Could be wrong on that. Um no, oh, okay, so it was five people in the family, and they had a maid. What? Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> they had a maid? Yep. Had a Seems maid. Seems ominous on its face <laughs> right now. Yep, their maid, Maria Baumgartner, mm-hmm. made to the Gruber family in 1922. And they lived on Hinterkaifeck. That's not the official name of it. That's just people who started calling it that. Uh, it's uh, north of Munich. Between the Bavarian towns of, and I'm going to fuck this up, uh, (laughs) Ingolstadt and uh, Schrobenhausen. Okay, that sounds good. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason why it's called Hinterkaifeck is because um, the, the, so the farm is in, was in a a hamlet, as they called it, uh, (laughs) called uh, Kaifeck. I'm totally confused yeah. already. Yeah, right. All right, a hamlet. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this, this, and and so like a kaifek, and then it it also is in the woods, so hinter kaifek. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, no, don't. Now the reason why we're talking about hinter kaifek and the uh, Gruber family is that on March 31st of 1922, the neighbors found. The entire family and the maid murdered to shit with what is called, apparently, and I didn't even know what this, uh, uh, a mattock, which is basically a little pickaxe. Uh It's like a little pickaxe. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. So someone killed this entire family with basically a little pickaxe. With a little miniature pickaxe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. A mattock. A mattock. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> hold on a second. So the reason why the reason why it's spooky is that to this day, no one knows what happened. It's an unsolved crime, okay. and there's a lot of really kind of weird shit about it. It's a cold case. It is a super cold case. But it's in Germany. It's in Germany, so Where it's extra cold. cold. Yeah. So it's a yeah. case that's yeah. cold. In the wi- uh, the woods in Germany, I mean, you hear the, you hear the word Hinterkaifeck, and I guarantee I guarantee that everyone listening to this pictured a little farmhouse covered in snow. Can can <laughs> I just like channel my my you know my German side here? Okay, and being a bald white man, mm-hmm. and you know Germany is so awesome for so many of us. <laughs> and just let me go. Ace, light, light, dice, 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 
Okay. Okay. Uh, you got an extra system? <laughs> if I actually said something there, <laughs> I apologize if it's offensive. <laughs> So just had, I just had to get the German out. Just had to get yeah, the German out. No, that's out. fair. That's okay. fair. We're all worked all right. out. We're all good. Okay. <laughs> Great. No, no, no. We're all so, good. So the reason, so um, you know, I mean, obviously, unsolved murders happen all the time. Yeah. So, but for the reason why this one's spooky, at least for when I heard about it and started researching it, it it got a little uh, butt puckery. <laughs> is that so? A few days before Your they butt were killed, was blowing kisses. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. so a few days before. Um, the bodies were discovered. Um, the farm, the, the the dad, the farmer, uh, Andreas Gruber, he was actually he was out uh, having some conversations with some neighbors, and he just kind of mentioned to them that um, he noticed that there was uh, there were footprints in the snow that led from the woods to his house. Um, when he knew, like, so it it, it uh, the snow had fallen the night before. The whole family had been in the house, and then he walks outside first thing in the morning, and in the perfect snow, there's one set of footprints coming from what? the woods to his house. So he searched his whole house. Obviously, he found nothing but his family. Um, but the other thing was is that he noticed that those, footpr- those footprints only led to his house. There were no footprints that left the house. Mm-hmm. So he was like, mm, that's a little weird. And then over the course of the next couple of days... He, him and his family all sort of reported hearing footsteps about the house, but could never find the source of the footsteps. Um, and at one point, Andreas found a newspaper that he didn't buy, and he knows no one else bought, but he found the newspaper in the house. So, he was getting a newspaper that... Yeah, it was like it's you know it was one of those it's nineteen it's nineteen twenty two they're in kind of rural you know Germany or whatever so it's like if he got a newspaper that meant that someone in the household or himself you know went into town and bought a newspaper and brought it back and you know so he's he knows when people you know when his family went to town or whatever or when he did and he knows for a fact no one bought that newspaper and brought it back because um, I think it was from like a day that no one went to town um, so. That's weird. And then um, prior, like just prior to the murders, a set of house keys go missing. Mm. No one knows. Now, six months previous to these happenings, um, they had a different maid who had left uh, terrified because she, for whatever, like it's, I, I haven't found any uh, record of her reasonings. But she managed to convince herself that the, the farm was haunted. And so she was like, fuck this, I'm out. I'm not working in a <laughs> haunted She's place. She's like, yeah, no, no, Mom, I'm bailing. Right. Ding, ding, I'm yeah. out. So, unfortunately, uh, Maria Baumgartner, their, ma- their new maid, had literally started, had arrived at the farm and started work there the day they all were killed. <laughs> so did she show up and everybody was dead? No, no, no. Or did so the day the day that they were murdered, everybody in the house woke up. It was a regular day, 
and then oh the new maid starts oh, today. Here's Marie Baumgartner. Yeah, knock on the door. Oh. Maria shows up. I'm your new maid. Great. Here's here's the job. What you got to do. You are now part of the. Uh, You're doing the maid things. Day. Yeah. And then within a few hours of her starting her new position, her and the rest of the family were fucking murdered. (laughs) So, yeah, so she started that morning and they all were murdered in the evening. Oh, okay. Um, Well, did she get some work done in between? Yeah, no, she worked worked all day and was rewarded with murder. Alright. So no, just as she sure, settled as she settled you know, into her new digs. She like stripped the beds and made sure the stew was on yeah. you know, on the hearth. Yeah. Okay. Alright. So um and I'm gonna read this part. Um so exactly what happened on that Friday evening cannot be said for certain. Oh. It is believed that the older couple, mm-hmm. as well as their daughter Victoria, and their other daughter Kazila were all lured into the barn one by one where they were killed. The perpetrator, or perpetrators, then went into the house where they killed two-year-old Joseph, who was sleeping in his cot in his mother's bedroom, as well as the maid Maria in her bedchamber. Um, so, and, I, and I kind of misspoke. On March 31st, they weren't found. That was the day that they were murdered. Oh. Um, uh, a few days later, on April 4th, that's when the neighbors uh, came by because they hadn't seen any of the Grubers for the past couple of days, which was odd. Um, and so they went to the farm, and that's where they found all the bodies. Okay. Um, the uh, the mailman had noticed that the uh, the mail from the previous Saturday had not been uh, brought into the house. It's where he had left it. As the former mailman, it's basically, unless your <laughs> mailbox is overstuffed, or your door is left open, or really like, Meh. yeah, yeah, and it sounds like in this in 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 this area in this time frame, it was literally a situation of well, the the mailman just kind of left the shit on the porch. Yeah, well, and then so when he showed up on Monday, the mail was still there, which was odd. Ah, well, well, it's nineteen twenty two rural right. area. Yeah. And they had also and the neighbors had also heard that um Kazila had not shown up at school on Monday, which also was odd. What? So that's why they went to investigate and found the bodies. Um <laughs> so the local investigators at the Munich Police Department, they started investigations. And at the time of their investigations there was uh they actually questioned more than a hundred people. Um and they've actually had it says here that the most recent questioning over the over the years a hundred people have been questioned. The most recent questioning actually took place in nineteen eighty six what yeah I was told. none as they say here, none of the questioning yielded any results um, so the day after they discovered the bodies, uh they had a court physician go and performed autopsies. Um, that's where they established that the mattock, the little pickaxe, was the mm-hmm. murder weapon. Um, evidence showed that uh, Kazila had been alive for several hours after the assault, and she had actually torn her hair out in tufts while lying in the barn, uh, dying, I suppose, uh, which she laid next to um, the bodies of her grandparents and her mother. Uh, the skulls of the corpses were sent to Munich, where clairvoyance examined them. Clairvoyance? Mm-hmm. To no avail. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, 
Clairvoyance is my favorite Claire of all times. <laughs> right? <laughs> Unfortunately, they, that, uh, that, led, that bore no fruit. They couldn't come up with any leads. What? Um, so they were trying to figure out, the police were trying to kind of figure out the motive, of, like what possible motive it could have been. So they started, uh, as they put here, they interrogated traveling craftsmen, vagrants, and several inhabitants from the surrounding villages. The theory was uh, abandoned when a large amount of money was found in the house. Uh, so th- what they've sort of figured out is they believe that whoever murdered them came, just emerged from the woods one night, broke into the house, managed to stay in the house for, I think it was like a week at, at minimum, uh, managed to remain undiscovered by the entire family, then murdered them one day, and then... Individually in yeah. the barn. Well, yeah, most of them in the barn, but a couple of them even in the house. And oh, okay. So they're trying to figure out, it's like, well, who was this person that they were able to, you know, get, you know, the, all the adults, except for the maid, and some of the children into the barn to murder them without raising an alarm with the two-year-old that's still asleep in the house and the maid who's also in the house, managed to do all that murder and then go back into the house and, mur- you know, do the final murders. Trying to figure that out. But they do know... That um, whoever did it, after murdering everybody, stayed in the house for a couple more days. And well, basically... It was cold outside. There was yeah, snow. I guess. And they basically Through lived the there tracks. and took care of the farm nice. for the next couple of days. Um, because they know that, the f- that food had been eaten, that uh, someone had fed the animals. Um the neighbors had seen over the course of the weekend on the days that the people were for sure dead, they saw uh, smoke coming from the chimney. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently the money was was easily discovered. So if that was a motive, uh, there's, there's no way that whoever did the murder uh, didn't know about the money or at least didn't look for money. Or didn't care about the money, right? Because if they, because if, if that that was a motive at all, they would have definitely found the money. And they were it. all about the murder, right? Okay. If it was somebody, right, and not a woodland goblin or well, right supernatural, uh, it's <clears throat> so. Um, <laughs> Because, you know, the world's real awesome. Um, the uh, People started, when, when they couldn't find any perpetrators, nobody was being arrested, things like that. The public started to scrutinize the lives of the family. Okay. Um, because there was a rumor that two-year-old Joseph was actually, was not the son of... Uh, um, Victoria's husband. What? Her, his mother, Victoria. So maybe I have. I should probably list this off here. He's a um, bastard. As far as the family goes, Victoria was out having a tryst. I guess. So, um, so the, the the full victims, all the the full list of the victims is so the main farmer Andreas and his wife his wife Kazila. Um. And so they have a daughter, they had a daughter, Victoria, who was widowed. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and she also named her daughter Kazila. So there's two Kazilas. And then mm-hmm. she also had uh, Joseph. And the, so they were all victims. And then there was the mate, Maria. So they start, uh, public starts digging into some of this stuff. And uh, so there started to be some controversy over the death of Victoria's husband, Carl. Um, is it with a K? It is, actually. Oh, the proper way to spell Carl. Yep, Carl with a K, Gabriel, Victoria's husband, who had been reported killed in the French trenches in World War II. Uh, but people started World calling... World War II? Or World, yeah, World War One. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Um, so the thing was is that uh, Carl's body had never been recovered. It never was found. So people who, you know, just going off of, well, this is what I think started questioning that maybe Victoria had something to do with his death because for whatever reason people wanted to think because there were no perpetrators there were no no suspects people started wanting to think that the Gruber family was bad for whatever reason almost like okay. to justify like well maybe they were killed for a reason because maybe people are real fucking rad it yeah. was like you had a baby that wasn't mine. Right. So the rumor then became, um, well, and I guess this wasn't full rumor, but apparently Victoria and her father, Andreas, had a not-so-secret incestuous relationship. Huh. So that's gross. Um, so the rumor is is that uh, Joseph, the two-year-old, was actually Andreas' son uh, by Victoria. Uh, but on top of that, a neighboring farmer named Lorenz Schlittenbauer, <laughs> he publicly claimed to be Joseph's father and he actually paid alimony to Victoria. Okay. Um, right before the murders, Victoria was preparing to sue him, um, for more alimony. Uh, but he also had, uh, recently become married and had a child himself through that marriage. Um, and so, but Schlittenbauer was actually one of the neighbors that went to investigate and he was one of the ones that found the bodies. And for whatever stupid ass reason, he, it's not said what he did, but, uh, he disturbed the bodies before the police arrived. So that's what kind of started getting him to be a suspect. Um, because now we have, now we have the motive, right? He's already paying Victoria money he knows that she's about to sue him for more money. He's just recently gotten married. He has another child. And um, so there's, hey, there's your motive, like, right? Oh, I'm trying to run my own farm. Right. Um, unfortunately, in 2007, the students of uh, a police academy in... Oh, I'm going to fuck this up. <laughs> Furstenfeldbruck... <laughs> <laughs> they, they reopened it and they started examining the case using modern like investigative techniques. Hmm. And then they they then concluded that it's it's virtually impossible for them to ever be able to solve the crime. Basically, like, too much time has passed. There's just yeah. no way we're ever going to solve this. Um, they did, however, establish what they determined to be a prime suspect, but they've never named that suspect. Oh. For um, out of respect for still living relatives, mm. 
It was Donald Trump. Donald Trump. So here we go, aftermath. The six victims were buried in Weidhofen, where there is a memorial in the graveyard. The skulls were never returned to Munich, or returned from Munich, after having been lost during the chaos of World War II. The farm was demolished a year after the attacks in 1923, and close to where the farm is located, there is now a shrine to the family. Yeah, I definitely say that's spooky. That's real spooky, right? Like, so the, the like I said, the you know that where it got real butt puckering for me was the whole like this. I I am gonna go ahead and I th- I don't think that there was multiple people involved. This is something that was done by one person. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I mean, and and I mean, he even said like you know there was one set of footprints that went to the house. So I think it was one person, but well, like the the butt puckery for me is this like. There's this person who's been, like, living in secret in the house for, like, the past week. Then just emerges and somehow manages to murder everybody. And then just sort of nonchalantly hangs out for a couple days to make sure the farm's all right. (laughs) Make sure the cows are fed. Yeah. And then disappears without a trace. And that's real fucking scary, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Cows never did done me no wrong. Right? That's probably what sure it was. Fed. Yeah. Something like that. Well, they ain't fair, no, for, that ain't is fair for, creepy. Ain't like, fair for the cattle to starve. You know, when like other people are like, oh, oh no, there was smoke coming from the chimney. Yeah. Yeah, someone just you know, residing there with dead bodies about. Just like, well, it's, you know, well, it's it sure is a chilly you know, night. You're not gonna you're not gonna have the smell of dead bodies. Well, the majority of them are out in the barn. Well, yeah, that so, too. And, you know, so like the two-year-old the was in, in one of the bedrooms and the yeah, maid was well, in her bedroom. What do you do? Close the door. Yeah. And, you know, open the window, close right. the door. Yeah. The coldness of uh, <laughs> Germany winter. <laughs> I'm disgusted with myself. No, but right that's, now. but no, I, I, um, you're actually probably onto <coughs> something with, with as cold as it is, especially in the barn. It would have totally like preserved the bodies at some you know on some level. Yeah. So no, they would like especially the ones in the barn. They wouldn't have smelled or any of that sort of thing yeah. because they were probably they fucking been a frozen. Smell, so whoever was like you know gallivanting through the house, yeah, would be like, oh, I don't smell nothing. Yeah, yeah, and oh. you could. I mean, I mean, it doesn't say anything oh, in the report. Start but a yeah, fire. But... I'm gonna curl up by the fire when I go to sleep. Yeah. Keep me warm. Yeah, but. You know, Joseph is the one. God damn, I feel like such a shit. It's like Joseph in the in the bedroom, window open, door closed. I'm still warm. It's all good. Yeah, let's make some stew. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's what's that's that's the spooky bit for me. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like and you know and i hate to say it but it's true is it's like you tell me it's like oh family of five got murdered and my response is generally just gonna be like yeah okay <laughs> no and all, and all i can and, picture now is um walking dead where the doctor's trying to be able to cure those that 
are zombies, but he locks them in the barn. Right, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, her, yeah when Herschel did that. So it's kind of like that. Yeah, I can see that. Well, and, and I think part of uh, when, I, when I first heard the story and what made me kind of interested in it is that the whole thing with the footprints in the snow reminded me of um, – and as far as I know, this is – I mean, I don't know where the, where the truth I – th- I had heard somewhere that this was actually – this was legitimately true, um, but it doesn't sound like it would be. Uh, somewhere in Europe, there's the same sort of, I mean, I could do the research on it, but, mm. um, around, I think it's supposed like around that time or late 1800s, there's a story of a small town somewhere in Europe, snow fell the night before, was, you know, sleepy town, everybody yeah. went to bed. And when everyone woke up in the morning, they found, um, a set of, uh, cloved hoof prints coming from the, uh, forest that basically wandered about the town, but it wasn't on all fours. It was cloved hoof prints of two two feet. A, a biped, not quad. Yeah, a biped yeah. that emerged from the forest, and the footprints sort of wandered about town, going up to uh, like doors and windows of houses, and then leaving, going to other doors and windows of different houses. Uh, the report was that it would go up. To, it would go up to certain buildings, stop, and then they would find footprints on the roof. And then, you know, like, literally as if it, like, walked over the roof and then, like, and then they would begin again, uh, you know, behind the building on the other side. Also, same with, like, walls, is that the footprints would go up to the wall, then there would be a set of footprints on the top of the wall, and then the footprints would start again on the other side. And uh, if I remember correctly, I could be wrong, but eventually, so they followed the footprints around, and then it either went back into the forest and disappeared, but I think it was actually... There was like a lake nearby or something, and the, and it and it went up to the water and then stopped there. Um, or it could have been that it started again on the other side, but at some point it just it just stopped as if whatever it was making it just disappeared. And I had heard that first when I was a kid. I was probably about eight years old, and so as you can imagine. She was fucking terrifying because all I could think of in my head, like the thing that stuck with me about the story was about the footprints going up to windows of houses. Yeah. And I'm like thinking of these people, you know, just asleep in their little, little, you know, warm little place. Mm. And outside there's just something fucking looking in the window at them. You know, it's not like it went inside. It did, but it just like, was like, well, just take a quick look at what's going on in here. Oh, well, there no, no, no. Like, Ugh. for me, like, when it gets dark out, I don't have the curtains open. Oh, fuck no. <laughs> no! I'm like, no. They don't need to see what's going on in here, even if it's, you know, yeah. it's me eating a bowl of soup or whatever. Yeah. I'm like, no. Uh-uh. Even if I hear a weird noise outside or, like, something's going on. I'm 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 hesitant to pull the <laughs> pull the blinds because I just I've convinced myself that I'm going to pull the blinds and there's going to be something standing on the other side of the uh, of the window just looking at me. The only time I pull the blinds is to drop them. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. No, it was uh, yesterday morning, right? Mm-hmm. So I get up. It's about four a.m. Four thirty a.m. And I'm out here in the super secret headquarters Mm -hmm. of Spooky. Yep, the Spooky Bunker. (laughs) 
And I'm playing, you know, Marvel, you know, Contest of Champions. As you do, yeah. And I'm sitting here. And I'm like, ah, well, it's, you know, Super Secret Headquarters is a little cold. I'm going to mm-hmm. go inside. You know, mm-hmm. warm up a bit. And I'm sitting there and I was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to watch Punisher. Fair. <laughs> and all of a sudden there is a loud bang. Okay. On the security door. Alright. To the super secret spooky headquarters. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, that's all. It was and it was just one shot. It was like ping Ooh. And I'm like you know Yeah. My butts started blowing kisses all it's nighttime. You're in the secret headquarters. It's a secret. Who the fuck? So I could yeah. like chalk it up to like a rabbit or a stupid bird right. or something. But I'm like, seriously, I was like, oh shit, okay, what's my plan? How am I going to do this? How am I going to defend the house? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just that one ping, but still, you know, in that moment, I was like, I'm sitting here, and I'm battle assessing, I'm like, alright, so, if they come through this window, this is what I'm going to do, and if, but, if they come through, you know, underneath the door, this is what I'm going to do, oh, hey, wait, they're coming up through the vent, this is what I'm going to do. It was all the same answer. Right. <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, baseball bat to all your heads. Right. <laughs> but Any stop. motherfuckers who might be out there, be aware that if you come in this house, I'm taking that as permission for you to get stabbed with a microphone pop filter. Exactly. <laughs> I will beat you down with my super fancy microphone. <laughs> exactly. Well, no, it's like, and that's, I got a filter so I can drain the juices from your dead body into a stew <laughs> and right? keep all the clumps out. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, in, in that that sort of thing is it was a very specific fear for me when I was a kid, for whatever reason, and and I think it actually started with that. You know, they call it the devil's footprints, the, with the cloven hooves or whatever. But then there was also. Mm. Um, uh, and I don't know if we'll ever do a full show on this because it's fairly well known. But like the Mothman story. Oh yeah. And in one of those stories, oh it's no, like a, a when, couple uh, that like. No, when I went and saw, I actually saw. Confession, I saw Mothman prophecies in the theater. Oh well. I act yes. <laughs> I went and saw a movie. Yeah, well, I mean, back in the day, who but can, I was all, who I can was, resist the lure of Richard Gere? <laughs> I was all. <laughs> yeah, I've actually never seen the film myself, but I had read I had read about the Mothman stories uh, when I was younger, and one of the stories I don't know if they have it in the movie or not, um, but one of the stories is about a couple with their baby, and they were like heading home, and uh, they were like literally like the, the Mothman was supposedly flying behind their car, like it was chasing him, chasing them, and then they got home and it landed in their front yard, 
and they just sort of they freaked out and like ran from the car into the house and then started running about the house you know closing the blinds and locking doors and then i guess they got to the window of like the living room and the the mothman supposedly was just standing in the window looking into the house as they were like closing the blinds and i read that as like reading that at like 8 or 9 years old yeah. <laughs> you know i probably in my living room which had a big fucking window and at the time i was living in um Bosque Farms, New Mexico, yeah, uh, which is you know just sort of right outside Rural. Albuquerque, uh, um, and the thing about Bosque Farms is that at the time I don't know even know about now, but at the time there were no streetlights. It was oh, pretty no, rural. No, 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 no. Yeah, so it was like when it became nighttime, it was just dark. That's it. Like you, you saw nothing when you looked out the window, um, unless you saw the Mothman. Yeah. But I was so I was you know that got into my head that like bore in there that it's like I'm gonna look out this window and there's gonna be the fucking Mothman or the devil or some shit looking in at me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be totally confessional here. Yeah. So you lived in Bosque Farms. Yeah. All right. So you know the bowling alley. I do. Bosque Farms. I sure do. All right. So my oldest child was the sixth birthday or seventh birthday mm. had his had his birthday party at that bowling alley okay now for those of you that don't know the area it was a pretty rundown bowling alley yeah well Boston farms isn't exactly um <laughs> it's, the height of money and culture <laughs> It smelt of mildew. Sure. The owners were there, and they were sweet people. Mm-hmm. But probably the source of the smell. Oh of my mildew. god! No, it, this was <laughs> fucking house of a thousand corpses, <laughs> right. fucking devil's reject shit. Yeah. Sounds like Bosque Farms. Yeah, <laughs> they're all they're all. We're gonna put a show on. <laughs> so there was. The family that owned it, I'm sure they're good, decent people. Oh, I'm sure. But I would be lying if I didn't say my hair was on end the entire time we were there. (laughs) Because, like, the mom dressed up as a clown in, like, the shittiest, rattiest clown costume ever with face paint. <laughs> right, and you're like, and, and like, this is where the horror film begins. I'm like, this is it. This is it. It's fucking done. It's done. Like, it already smells like mildew in here. <laughs> they're trying to put on a good show for the kids. Right. right. Where's, where's Rob costume. Zombie or Eli oh, Roth? N- yeah, no, I kept looking over my shoulder. You know, <laughs> yeah. They're yeah, like so you dancing so, up and down the bowling ball lanes. You know, they're giving my oldest a bowling pin as like a souvenir. <laughs> oh god, it was it was fucking terrifying. Right. Yeah. So as you as you as as I can tell, you can understand that Bosky Farms is not a place to be both afraid of and in the dark. <laughs> no. <laughs> the only place i can compare it to is so what the funny thing is about bosky farms now it's like everybody's got a three hundred thousand dollar house now right yeah you know 
<laughs> but the uh, no Bosky Farms and Gallup and Las Vegas, New Mexico are some of the scariest towns ever. Mm-hmm. It is so dark there. Oh yeah. There's no street lights. There's no street lights. There's no birds. There's uh <laughs> it's it's just overgrown with weeds and whatnot, filled with fun things like ticks and uh other like illness carrying <laughs> insects and animals. Uh if you don't look to if you're not being uh real uh aware of your surroundings, you just might fall and die in a ditch. And, uh, <laughs> and we'll find you in four years. Yeah. No, it's just, <laughs> it, it's uncanny. It, it, it's just, like, that darkness, like, exists, exists nowhere else yeah. on the planet. Yeah. And it's it, it just, it'd be a full moon, you'd be like, I still can't see anything. (laughs) (laughs) No, I was uh, recently in the past couple of years. I don't spend a whole lot of time in Bosque Farms and haven't in uh, a a couple of decades. (laughs) But uh, um, it's real close to Albuquerque, and you know I pass through there every once in a while. And just sort of on on a lark, one day, one time I was passing through Bosque Farms, I was like, you know what, I want to see the old house. So I turned down the street that we lived on, which was you know. and a, Did some memory lane what, stuff. Yeah, a little memory lane stuff. The street I lived on was a, I always called it a, a, a stretched out cul-de-sac. <laughs> it's a cul-de-sac that lasts, that goes for about like a quarter of a mile. <laughs> so, yeah. And our house was at the very end of it. Um, and, you know, of course you have your childhood memories of places yeah, like that or whatever. And I pull up to this house and, um, you know, if you're listening to this, if you've seen the most recent movie, It, or um, even seen the trailer, uh, the fucking abandoned house in it. That's the house apparently that I lived in, <laughs> only about twice as big. Holy shit! I'm fairly certain. I'm fairly certain that the place was overgrown with, uh, like, uh, swamp plants, which is weird. In dry ass New Mexico. <laughs> oh, was there was there always that low level fog floating past the house? Always. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. It sure is now. <laughs> My first impulse in seeing the house, going, how did how did no one burn this fucker down? Since I've lived there, holy shit! Did murders happen that I wasn't aware of when I was there? Fuck. <laughs> so yeah, when I heard the, uh... I can't talk. I can't fucking talk. <laughs> yeah, always a good, always a good feeling when you realize that you lived in a fucking nightmare house as a child. <laughs> So with that, you might understand why I got real. I got real creeped the fuck out when I started researching Hinterkaifeck because I lived in the New Mexico version. 
I'm fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm ser- like I'm serious. I was sitting in my car on the other side of the the gate, looking at the house, and I'm like, I think there might be dead bodies in there right now. Gonna, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm gonna take you to. We're gonna take a trip. <laughs> yeah. You can show me this house. I'm going to show you the house of one of our uh, longtime friends where he grew up. And it's it's like a weird, surreal pizza hut meets the psycho house. <laughs> and it's just there. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. no, yeah, I'm, sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm into it. it we'll, uh, you know what? We'll do. We'll make that trip, and we'll record that trip. Okay, because I'm, I, I am, I am uh, completely. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that we will pull up to this house that I lived in, and you're gonna go, "Wow, I'll bet you that the foundation of that house is built from the bones of the founders of this city." <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh fuck! Um. So, um, <clears throat> for any of you that aren't from the area, <laughs> it's 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 too hard to explain how funny this is because of these areas. That we're talking about right now because they are rural, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> but the majority of you, when you think of rural, you're thinking of like you know, fucking backwoods Alabama or right. you know the Smoky Mountains of North Carolina or Tennessee. <laughs> But, like, we have those things here, too. Yeah, we just have our um, uniquely New Mexican version. Yeah, no, it's a New Mexican-type thing. <laughs> but at the same time, the whole time you're talking about it, I can't, I can't, I can't hold it in. <laughs> it's like, you get out in these areas, and they're just as backwoods as someplace in Mississippi. Or, you know, fucking Georgia or fucking whatever. And, you know, we like to be like, oh, we ain't all backwoods. No, we're totally fucking backwoods. (laughs) We sure sure can be. There are certain, there are, like, we've got, in New Mexico, we've got Albuquerque, we've got Santa Fe, we've got Las Cruces, and then all the rest of New Mexico... Is you have now it's, entered an Eli Roth movie? Oh no, no! And you, you will think, not survive it. No, I, <laughs> no. I'll I'll say you entered the supernatural TV series, right? Yeah, it, it's like shitty Route sixty six hotels <laughs> and yeah. just weird shit. Yeah, all over the place. This is crazy shit, and, and it's not like. And, and, and even it's like supernatural, but it's like, you know, you and I don't believe in that sort of thing. And I don't think that that's out there, but you're in these areas yeah, and you're, no. t- you're meeting people and you know, you're expecting to be like, Oh, well, I wish grandma could be here, but we keep her under the bed. 
And but you know what? Maybe one day we'll roll her out, and you can meet her. She's real sweet. She makes she makes real good pasoli. <laughs> and you're like, oh, you know what? And if I'm ever uh, through, I'll give you a call, and I might take you up on that oh, as you run. Even, as you... <laughs> don't even get me started on pasoli. <laughs> Cut the hominy by half, people. That's all I'm gonna say. I like the hominy. Uh, uh, I, I like I like a 90% hominy uh, pasoli. I'm into it. You and the missus are exactly the same because <laughs> she's the same. She thinks I'm a heathen. I'm like, no. Cut out half the hominy. <laughs> For the love of God, I love pasoli. Just cut out half yeah. the hominy. Nah, man. Nah, man. I don't even think they should call it hominy. They should just call it pasoli. They should call it pasoli without, without a little bit of moisture and spices. <laughs> Slap a little moisture and spices on there. And you got yourself pudding. a bowl of pasoli. Make that shit piping hot. You're good to go. Hominy pudding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, right. but you never know. You you never know because in New Mexico, you might you might end up eating some fucking haunted pasoli that was <laughs> that was made that was made from you know some fucking swamp hag <laughs> in Bosky Farm. In Bosky Farm. <laughs> How could there be a swamp hag? There's no swamps. They exist. <laughs> Shut up. We got an Arroyo. <laughs> Don't question it. Or she might visit you in the night. <laughs> Welcome to our fair lands. <laughs> All right. We've gone a little off the rails here. Yeah. But, but, yeah. This, this, enjoy it for what it is. If you're a local or you were once a local hopefully you got some um you know enjoyment out of that. Enjoyment no, i think it's a real, i think it's a real good idea what you said though i'm actually i'm into this idea i want to make a little a little spooky documentary you and me yeah. going to our childhood yeah. homes in can bosky farms all, in berlin can we do it in like green light or whatever that is oh like night vision <laughs> whatever yeah no because i want to go i want to get home <laughs> i ain't going there at night are you kidding well, well you got editing skills we could totally make it to where just it looks it like night. it's at night i think we'll i think we'll terrify people just fine <laughs> filming at noon because <laughs> it's st- it's just as scary at noon, as it is at midnight. <laughs> but we have we have gone off the rails a little we have bit. Gone off the rails but a however, bit. I hope that anybody listening enjoys <laughs> the humor that's you know going on here. <laughs> yeah. and don't, think, don't think we're being mean. There are a lot of lovely uh-huh. people. There are a lot of lovely people who live in Bosque Farms and Berlin. Yeah. And oh areas. no, totally. There's totally great mm-hmm. people mm-hmm. there and stuff. <laughs> There's no creepy things going on <laughs> down in Bosque Farms or Las Lunas or Berlin. Yeah, yeah. But let's go ahead and wrap it up with our plugs that we need to plug. Uh, you, you've missed out, by the way, fair listeners, because if you were a patron of patreon.com slash the spooky podcast, if you were to chuck us a couple of bucks a month, you would get a extra... So it wouldn't be four in a month. You'd get five in a month 
of Spooky. The Spooky Podcast at number five is only for patrons. It's extra large. The episode, the first episode is live now on that website. It's over two hours long of us talking about some bullshit. <laughs> but I think it's pretty fun. Uh, so if that interests you, please go to that website and uh, help us out a little bit so we can keep doing this and uh, making quality stuff. But beyond us, it's not just about us. Um, some other people, you know we love Albuquerque. We just talked about how much we love New Mexico. Yes, we do. So you can also check out, if you were to do a search, you could do it in the Googles. You could do it in the Facebook. Look for The Hardcore Archaeologist. That is uh, the website, videos, and podcast of the very good friend of Spooky, the Spooky Podcast, uh, Curly Tlapoyawa. He is a real-life Indiana Jones. He's an actor. He's a stuntman. He's an all-around badass who, for real, for real, once punched a hawk out of the sky. I'm not lying. <laughs> and he is also an archaeologist, quite a smart guy. Um, and uh, he, he is badass. He is a badass is motherfucker. Badass. And uh, yeah, check out Hardcore Archaeologist. He's uh, he just started his own podcast. He's about three episodes deep right now, and they are real interesting and even if i wasn't a good friend of the guy i would listen to that podcast because it's interesting as shit so check that out and then um you know got my um you know my buddies they all uh we all post under you know various um secret names Mm -hmm. but it's the bad philosopher yes the bad philosopher and uh, check that out. If you like Facebook. to do some, if you like to do some thinking, you like yep. to do some questioning things. You want to apply yourself to some kind of school of philosophical thought. Indeed, um, it is in depth. It's Very brainy, good. but by all means, check that out. And then, you know, for you horror junkies out there. You're on the Facebooks. Check out Android Vision. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like Mystery Science Theater 3000, but for yeah. horror movies. Yeah. With some cool ass local motherfuckers doing that. Some cool ass local motherfuckers doing that yeah. with, like, you know, King Diamond <laughs> face paint stuff. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, so. Those- also, also local, also a bunch of badasses making some cool ass content. And that's what we're all about. Here at Spooky. Not the Spooky Podcast. That's right. So, hope you enjoyed this week's episode. We will see you again, hopefully, next time. Not hopefully that we're not going to be here. We'll be here. Yeah, we'll be here. But hopefully we haven't run you off. (laughs) And you'll be back next time for another episode of Spooky. The Spooky Podcast. Bye. Bye. Bye.